Welcome back to the Florida Travel Fanatics Podcast. I'm Clark. I'm Heather. And this is episode 42, How to Enjoy Florida's Aviation Museums and Air Shows. A shout out to our new listeners since the last episode from Sykesville, Maryland, Cleveland, Ohio, Tempe, Arizona, and Baden-Württemberg, Germany. We recently received an Instagram DM from a listener in Minnesota. Her name is Julie. She and her family are about to embark on a two to three week trip in Florida and wanted some advice, especially around how to find good places for their son to fish. They'll be traveling the Gulf Coast between Naples and Crystal River and eventually over towards Orlando. Besides fishing spots for their son, they'd like suggestions on off-the-beaten-path activities. We're going to be putting all of their questions on our private Facebook group, so if you have advice or suggestions for them, please get on the group and let them know what you'd recommend. We have some listeners from these areas besides ourselves, so they'd love your advice. We made the group private to keep the scammers and cranky people out, but we'll put the link in the group, a link to the group in the episode notes. We recently attended the Florida RV Super Show, better known as the Tampa RV Show, one of two of the largest shows in the world with over 1,500 RVs. So the RV Show experience is a lot of fun. We talked about this in a previous episode, but we did attend it, and it's just fun to walk around. Personally, we are shopping for an RV, and we really are having trouble kind of making up our mind what we want. We've gone from wanting a travel trailer to a Class B camper van, which are too small and too expensive. We were thinking we might go Class C, and now we're down to looking at a small Class A. There's a thing that we call a mission profile. We have to figure out, okay, what do you want to do with your your camper? Well, you know, do you want to camp in one place for five days? Do you want to be able to travel around and be mobile? Uh, there's a TV show we used to watch called Selling Jets on Access TV, and these are wealthy people who are buying their own private jets or business jets from these. Uh, jet brokers. And they had to think, oh, what's your mission profile? Well, I want to be able to fly across the whole country on my jet for without having to stop for fuel. Okay. Well, that's, that puts you in the $7 million jet range. Okay. Well, that works. You know, we always I feel like ours that. is so much better budget. Even, yeah, you know, we're not talking that. about jets. We're talking about RVs. So we find ourselves defining what our mission profile is. And we think that we, a class, small class A is probably going to be best just because we move a lot and we'll want to stop and eat and be able to move quickly and have eventually have grandkids in it and all that kind of fun thing with seatbelts and all those fun things. But the show is a lot of fun. We took a couple family members with us this time and really enjoyed walking around. If you're going to ever come down to, to Tampa for that show, plan on, to, if you're really going to shop for RVs, you're into it, you really should plan on two days because there's a lot of a lot of walking around, a lot of walkways, and we didn't even see half of the show when we were And there. the tickets are good for two days, two days, which is great. Yeah, I think it's and, 20 bucks. And RV is a recreational vehicle. vehicle. Yeah. Clark. Clark Griswold gets that comment a lot. Good, honey. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Clark, this is what we call an RV. I get all the Clark Griswold jokes, especially around the holidays when Christmas vacations on TV, which is on perpetually, it seems like, in December. Uh, so that's fun. That's so, so if you want to come down to, to Tampa or live in the area in January, it's a great thing to do. I love going because I'm a very visual person. I want to be able to see how the RV would work for the kitchen, how it would work for sleeping, how it would work for having other people there sleeping or driving or eating, all those different things. You get to go into them and sit down and move around. And sometimes there are several people in there as well as yourselves, and you can see how it works. Yeah, with it's a good idea to see like there's six, if you have a rainy and day some. and you have five people in your RV more than you normally would, you'll get to be able to see it. Well, we went this time thinking to Heather's point. You got this is why you go to these things, why you go to car shows and boat shows too. Is we're thinking, okay, we're going to get a class C. And when we were sitting down, especially Heather on the passenger side, there wasn't enough leg room. There's this whole coping that you can move to get more Allegro, but it's really kind of awkward. And we ended up sitting in a, a Thor Resonate, and there's a whole 
four truck chassis around that. And there was so much more room for your feet. And it's only like three feet longer than the largest class C. And as soon as Heather sat down, there's a desk that pulls out. As soon as Heather, Heather sat down, I was like, this is it. This is what we're getting. I'm like, okay, honey, sure. So that was something that was it. But it was amazing to see the difference in some of them from one to the other. And again, that's the beauty of going to a show as you go back and forth to different models and compare them. We've done that we've in done the done past with, with cars. Car shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do that. We get ready to buy a car about two years in advance, especially if we're buying a used one. We'll do the same thing. In this episode's Florida Travel News, Condé Nast Traveler Magazine recently published an article on the best beaches near Orlando, and it's a really good article. The article talks about the beaches within three hours of Orlando, which is Florida residents we find amusing because that's literally halfway across the state. But their list is a really good one, and we agree that we agree with it. It's almost we've been to most of them. The list starts with the East Coast beaches and includes Cocoa Beach, Playa Linda Beach, New Smyrna Beach, Volano Beach, Melbourne Beach, and Vero Beach. On the West Coast or Gulf Coast, they mention Anna Marie Island and Indian Shores. We probably would have added Treasure Island and Passa Grill to the list, which are both beaches in Pinellas County near Indian Shores. And along with Playa Linda Beach on the East Coast, we'd add Apollo Beach, which is north of Playa Linda and still part of the Canaveral National Seashore. The Tortuga Music Festival in Fort Lauderdale just announced the availability of single-day tickets for $149. The festival, we've talked about it before, is mostly country music, and previously you could only get a three-day pass. Of course, they're trying to optimize the ticket sales. If you're a military veteran, there are free tickets available uh, for the Friday event on vettix.org, V-E-T-T-I-X.org. If you're a veteran or you're spouse or son or daughter or friend is a military veteran. You can get tickets for that as long as they're still available. The festival is the first weekend in April 5th, 6th, and 7th. That's, of course, 2024. Headliners include Lenny Wilson, Hardy, Jason Aldean, Old Dominion, Bailey Zimmerman, Ashley McBride, Boys to Men, TLC, and Heather's favorite, Brett Michaels from Poison. Oh, I love Every Brett Rose Michaels. has its thorn. Yeah, Brett Michaels. <laughs> In this episode's Florida Travel Tips, great news, the MacDill Air Force Base Tampa Bay Air Fest show is on for 2024. Yay. Yay. We attended this show two years ago, and we were told it wouldn't be back until 2025 due to construction on the base. They got the new Air Force tanker platform, so they're building all the hangars uh, for that. But it's back sooner than expected in 2024, so we were thrilled, and that really kind of inspired us to do this whole episode, partially so we could talk about the show and how great it was. We went two years ago, and it was fantastic. We'll talk about that a little later in the episode. That's also the Friday and Saturday of Easter weekend at the end of March, and we'll be going into more detail about that weekend. Our church, Grace Family Church of Tampa, will be having an Easter Sunday service at Raymond James Stadium, and it's free. If you're someone who isn't likely to walk into a church building, but you like the idea of going to an NFL stadium, this is for you. It's going to be super casual. It's going to be really fun. They're actually going to be able to do tailgating at 830. The gates open at 930, and the service starts at 1030. We're already planning the menu with some of our friends, what we're going to cook. Bacon. We just said bacon is numerous. It's just bacon. It's bacon and eggs and more bacon. To go sure. with the eggs, maybe mm-hmm. some donuts, perhaps. Yeah. So if you're, and the, well, the fun thing too is the pirate ship in the stadium is always there. So when in the world are you going to be going to get to go to church and there's a pirate ship in the place you're going to church? It's different. And you can go up and walk up to it. Normally during games, you have to be a season ticket member to go up and get pictures in front of the ship. We did this two, well, 20, gosh, 18 when the last time we did a service there. So it's fun to be able just to walk around the stadium and it's free. If you're going to be in Tampa Bay area that weekend, you can do, you can visit the air show Friday and or Saturday and go to the Easter service with the pirate ship. So that could be a really great weekend. We have some relatives visiting and we'll be doing the air show on Saturday and the Raymond James Easter service on Sunday. 
The Miami International Boat Show wraps up this weekend in Miami. It's February 17th and 18th with boats and exhibits at five locations around the Miami area, including the Miami Convention Center. One of the biggest attractions is a 279-foot luxury yacht and one of the five areas that's all luxury yachts. Uh, One of the recommended ways to get around is via a $10 water taxi ride, which organizers expect to be much easier than than driving through Miami traffic with the show going on. Single-day tickets are $43. If you go to any of the... The boat show, wear shoes that you can take off easily because a lot of times they won't let you on the boats with shoes on. So if you have tennis shoes that need unlacing, all that. Slip on shoes and probably like. The best. You know, uh, sandals of some kind that you can walk around in. We wear Keens. We like those. The South Beach Wine and Food Festival is coming up February 22nd through the 25th throughout the Miami area, including Miami Beach. 25% off Brightline train discounts for those who of you are coming from the area to the north. It's not cheap, but it's a great event. Unfortunately, the whiskey and bourbon event with Guy Fieri is sold out. Oh. Oh. We talked <laughs> about that on the previous <laughs> episode, so maybe next year. You might see... Signs that say Sobe, S-O-B-E, and that's just an abbreviation for South Beach. That's what the cool kids say. Moving on to our main topic in this episode, let's talk about how to enjoy Florida's aviation museums and air shows. So first, we'll talk about the aviation museums. In our opinion, the three biggest and best are the military aircraft museums. We've been to all three, so we'll talk about those and what we've seen. We'll start from the west in the Panhandle at the National Naval Aviation Museum in Pensacola. It's the largest naval aviation museum in the world and one of the most visited museums in Florida. So for those of you that don't know, maybe you're not from the United States, Naval Air Station Pensacola is what's called the cradle of naval aviation. That's where pilots for the Navy and Marine Corps all go, and even some other countries, go to flight school. There are um, air crews that fly in the helicopters and aircraft of the enlisted schools. Those are also there as well. So if you're anybody in naval aviation, there's a high percentage, very likely they're going to end up going to NAS Pensacola uh, for training. And that's been going on since World War II. Milton also is a base near there where they do that. This particular show is on base, so you need to bring an ID and you don't bring any weapons. Given that Florida is a carry state, you may have a weapon in in your your car or -hmm. your truck, so make sure that you don't bring that. If for some reason you're traveling, you have it in your car, they do have, there is a a gun range nearby that they will store your firearm for you while you are on base. But just keep that that in mind. All that information is on their website, so that's that's convenient. The museum is free. They do have $10 movies that you can sit in different sections and watch. But other than that, you can go all over the whole museum without paying for anything unless you want to see a movie, which is great. And there are two hangars. It's full. It's very full. Very full of aircraft. Very cool place. And not having been in a military family or the only aircraft I've really seen up close is, you know, when you're when you're going on a flight somewhere. So to be able to be that close to an aircraft, you can literally walk up to it and touch it. I think it's absolutely amazing. And I think it's really good for probably any child in a stroller or anybody who's walking at about, you know, a three-year-old walking would really enjoy the the, Really, the major thing that they'd have to worry about is bumping their head because you can walk under an aircraft. And and hit your head. But if you have, you know. And where it's free too, if it's something where you take, you want to, 
you, when you have small kids, you're always looking for an activity. If you were there for an hour with a four-year-old, mm-hmm. that's all the st- stamina they had. Great. You had an hour. It was free. They exactly. Something interesting. Mm-hmm. Lots of big things with that are colorful. So it's really, really And lots of kids. really open spaces. There's it's not crowded. There's a gift crowded. shop. Yeah. It's a nice gift shop. That you could buy them a small airplane or something if you wanted to as a little, because kids always want something from the gift shop. Right? They do close a little bit early. They close at 4 p.m., which if you planned early in the day, it's totally fine. But um, we got there a little bit later than we expected. And we would have preferred to have had a little more time. Another hour probably. But we went through about an hour and a half and saw it, but didn't have time to go through and read everything. We, we'll definitely go back again. Mm-hmm. It's nice that it's free as well. I think 99% of the aircraft are indoors. So this is a in those two big hangars. So this is a great chance on a hot, rainy day. You're going right into the air conditioning. You can spend several hours indoors, especially, you know, if you're typical Florida afternoon in the summer, it's going to rain. It's a great way to kind of escape that. The museum only recently reopened to the general public. Previously, it was only active duty military, retired military, or their guests. So now's your chance to see it. There are, like Clark said, there are two hangars full of aircraft, dozens of very well-preserved Navy and Marine Corps aircraft going back to World War I. We think they have one of every Navy aircraft ever made in some Form or another. Mm-hmm. They also have several terrific displays or dioramas from the aircraft carrier ready rooms to the Pacific World War II exhibit, an aircraft carrier flight deck with video screens of planes, planes landing. It's, it's really, really amazing. On select Wednesdays throughout the year, the Blue Angels flight demonstration teams has a practice at 1030 a.m. And the museum opens up the flight line behind the museum for spectators, and that's also free. After some of the practice sessions, they'll have autographs. Great for the kids. They do have posters that they hand out, so the kids have something to autograph, and their schedule is available online. They haven't posted uh, the 2024 schedule yet, but we'll put that in the link for the episode notes. The next museum is the Air Force Armament Museum near Eglin Air Force Base, technically in Valparaiso, Florida, but it's just basically it's east of Pensacola near Destin and Fort Walton. It's not on the Air Force Base, which is nice. So it's more convenient to go in. You don't have to go through security or worry about any weapons. You might have weapons or weapons or vehicle, but it's true. It's weapons. It's Florida. Uh, that's also free, and it's a really, really great place to visit. It's on a fairly main highway, and that's actually how we found it the first time. We were driving by, and there's an SR-71 spot plane parked out in front. You're like, hey, let's stop here. This looks good. Oh, what's this place? We didn't even know it existed. Uh, it's just not something you don't typically see a spy plane on the side of the road very often when you're driving around. So that's very convenient to get to and again, free. Uh, it's mostly indoors, but there are probably 30% of the aircraft are outside, including the SR-71. Um, on a hot summer day, we'd recommend going early, seeing the air- outdoor uh, planes first, then go inside in reverse. If you're there in the middle of the day, go see the outside. Go see the outside uh, aircraft after they've closed, even, or just drive up. You know, after hours, you can just you can walk around freely. You can have your pet with you there um, as well. It is an armament museum, so besides aircraft, there are lots of rockets and bombs and other munitions. And there's there are a lot of big aircraft there. C-130, uh, gosh, there's an F-101, an MH-53 helicopter, a Russian MiG-21, a P-51 Mustang, one of my favorites. And talk about big, a real B, a B-52 bomber. Uh, from the World War II era, they have a B-17 bomber, a B-25 bomber. And they also, from the modern era, have F-4, an F-4 Phantom, an F-15, an F-16. Of course, those are Air Force jets, just to name a few. They opened in 1976. They've had over 2 million visitors. They're currently expanding the museum at four Quonset huts for some new exhibits, and eventually a new wooden replica building of the original Eglin Air Force Base headquarters from World War II, which will be used as an information center and a gift shop. That should be neat to see that when that's done. 
The Sleeper Aircraft Museum is further east on Florida's Space Coast in Titusville, and that's the Valiant Air Command Warbird Museum. For some unknown reason, it's not very well known, even among some of the locals. When we were in the area, we asked about it, and most people hadn't even heard of it. And it's a shame because it's an amazing museum, and it's also an airfield. They often have fly-in events where private pilots can fly their own aircrafts in. In fact, on the second Saturday of every month, they have a monthly fly-in breakfast where you can either drive your car there um, or fly in your own personal aircraft and have a $12 breakfast. That price includes admission to the museum, which is normally $22 for adults, $10 for students 13 to 18, and $5 for children 5 to 12. Veterans Day weekend offers free admission for military and veterans and Florida residents too. The museum houses over 50 aircraft from pre-World War II to the modern era including Navy F-14 Tomcat, which is the top gun plane, a Navy Blue Angels F-A-18, a Navy Blue Angels A-4. That was actually our first date. Yeah, they were, they were, and they were flying A-4s. Trivia, they that were gives flying gives you an idea yeah. how long we've been married because they, they were flying A-4s yeah. on our first date in 1986. In Annapolis, yeah. Maryland, at, every at year Academy. at the commissioning at the Naval Academy, they would do an air show, and that was our first date. Anyway, and an Air Force F-16 Falcon. They also have an impressive collection of World War II memorabilia and artifacts. One of our favorite parts is to see the area where they're restoring old aircraft to add to their collection. We didn't see that in any of the other museums. That takes a tremendous amount of volunteer hours, and you get the impression that this museum runs primarily because of the passion of their volunteers. Many of the volunteers are tour guides, and they are former military pilots, so they know what they're talking about. They have an excellent Facebook page, including their most recent fly-in breakfast, and we'll link that to the episode notes. If you're making a trip to the Space Coast, we consider the Valiant Air Command a must-do. They're open seven days a week from nine to five. Another museum on our bucket list is the Air Force Space and Missile Missile Museum, which is actually located on Cape Canaveral Air Force Station, which is right near where the launch pads are. The only way to see this is to be on the bus tour at the Kennedy Space Center Visitors Tour, which is a great thing to do. The last time we were there, the tour wasn't running because of COVID, but we will definitely take that again the next time we go there. There are several other smaller aviation museums in Florida, including the Florida Air Museum in Lakeland. That's between Tampa and Orlando. It's a smaller museum with a $15 ticket price. has a lot of civilian aircraft, including some neat little stunt planes. Wings over Miami Air Museum. The Naval Air Station in Fort Lauderdale, which is actually very near the Fort Lauderdale Airport. That's on the Register of National Historic Places. And the DeLand Naval Air Station. The online reviews for these museums are mixed because some people feel like they're too small and there's just not enough to see for what you pay the $15 or so to get in. However, there were other people in their reviews mentioned that, hey, you're not just getting into the museum, you're actually supporting it and helping keep the museum open. The Wings Over Miami, for example, is a small private collection, which is really small, but somebody made the point of like, there's a full size, you know, a 14 Tomcat. Where else in the world are you going to, can you go see a walk up close to a big, you know, big operational jet like that? So $15 even for that seems like uh, a bargain and it helps support somebody's effort to keep that open, to keep educating people, especially kids about that. It's important. Yeah. There are a lot of cities that will do like the touch a truck, you know, you can go to the fire department and you can, you know, get up close to the trucks and bulldozers and all those different things. Well, this is 
the touch a plane, you can literally go up and touch these really, really big planes. And I think it's amazing for kids. Yeah, it's not like you can go to the airport and walk up to the walk up to planes, getting ready to take off and go over and touch it, right? You'll get arrested. You won't even get close to it. So to Heather's point, you have to be that close to these aircraft is amazing. And you sat in a, a jet seat, a jet fighter I did. seat at, I did. at the Naval Pensacola Museum. That I put was that on our name. Instagram. Yes, that is on our Instagram. Thank you, Heather, for plugging our Instagram. <laughs> so let's move on and talk about the Florida air shows. And they are a bunch of them. Given the size of the state of Florida and the good flying weather most all year round, there's no surprise that Florida has a lot of air shows. We'll talk about the largest and best known, and then we'll put the links to all the shows in the episode notes. March 29th and 30th is the McDill Air Force Base Tampa Bay Air Fest. And we said we have attended this event in 2022, and it was amazing. It's the perfect combination of military aircraft and private stunt pilots and it's free. The show is Friday and Saturday with the same performance each day. And this is the only time when the general public is allowed at McDill Air Force Base. It's the home of SOCOM, the Special Operations Command and Central Command. So there's a lot of highly classified work going on here. Two years ago, the Blue Angels were there, but this year is the Air Force Thunderbirds flight team, which we've never seen. There is also a large static display of Air Force aircraft, and you can actually walk inside some of the largest cargo and combat planes in the world. Yeah, like a C-5 and some of the really huge ones. It's amazing. Again, fly. great thing the to do with your kids. Yeah. What else can you walk? I'm yeah. fascinated by it, but can well, you I'm imagine? I'm a veteran. I'm, fa- I'm fascinated I mean, by it. It's like the stuff's just crazy. To walk inside and walk into one of those planes, is, it just to see it, it's amazing, the size of it and the hard work that goes on by a lot of people to fly that stuff to keep our country free. It, it matters. The Orlando Air uh, Air Show is at the Sanford Airport, not the main MCO Orlando Airport that everybody flies into. It's a smaller regional. That's April 20th and 21st. This show includes F-22s and the Navy Blue Angels. Tickets are $34 for adults and $22.50 for children. Uh, this was part of a six-city tour run by a company called Air Dot Show, uh, who runs several uh, several events around uh, this, the country. Uh, another one that they're doing in Florida is the Fort Lauderdale Air Show at, at Fort Lauderdale Beach. That's May 11th. 11th and 12th. General admission is free and there are paid upgrade options, which is true in most of the free air shows. The, the McDill show has a $40 upgrade seat you can get right up on the flight line. We were able to do that when we went in 2022. We knew somebody at the base and that was amazing to be able to be that close to the flight line. If you've got kids, maybe not, but if there's a couple of you, you don't mind spending a little money, those VIP seats get you really close to the action. You're, you're 20 feet from a P-51 Mustang. It's rolling down the runway. It's pretty exciting. I found that the air show that we went to at McDill wasn't there were a lot of people there, but the base is so enormous that it didn't feel crowded. You could get a really good view of all the planes in the air and access to the ones that were open without any problem. Yeah, you figured the, the tarmac and all that area, area with the hangar, there's a lot of concrete. So there's plenty of plenty of space to park, plenty of places to walk around. And they've got these huge aircraft parked out there. You just walk around and check them out. It's really, really a neat thing. The Hyundai Air and Sea Show is Memorial Day weekend, May 25th and 26th on Miami Beach. Besides the impressive list of military aircraft that will be flying there, the show also features powerboat racing, live music, rescue and drug interdiction demonstrations, freestyle motocross, and multiple parachute teams. And that show is free to the public because it's right on the beach. Would you explain rescue and drug interdiction? Yeah, so the, apparently the Coast Guard is going to do rescues, like rescuing people out of the water as if they had been on a boat that capsized. And the drug interdiction, the 
police will be police or Homeland Security is doing that. I'm not sure which one is where they simulate what it's like when they catch somebody who's smuggling drugs on a boat and they, the interdiction is basically where they stop them, search the boat, and then arrest them. Well, thank you, Because in, de- in the demo, I think I Clark know what, will be I actually didn't know what that meant. So, yeah. Yeah, the you co- know, we were yeah, going Coast over Guard it, yeah. and Homeland, Customs and Border Protection and all those folks are looking for drugs. And Miami is a spot coming up from Latin America where a lot of drugs can get run through. So they, they do that a lot. So. The Pensacola Beach Air Show is July 13th with the Navy Blue Angels performance as the highlight. They're headquartered there, so we will call this a home game for them. Yeah, they, they travel a lot, so their families mm-hmm. are probably pretty happy that they're, they're home for that one. And they'll practice all that week beforehand on the beach. So if you're in Pensacola or along that beach line the week before the show, you got a good chance of seeing them fly by. And they'll go by sometimes at just barely subsonic speed. I mean, they are ripping. You hear them before you see you them. You see them, and you wonder, you're like, gosh, I'm glad I'm not on the receiving end of what these jets are <laughs> in a war environment. It's pretty, pretty amazing um, experience. The Naval Air Station Jacksonville, also known as NAS Jax, that air show is October 19th and 20th on the base, and that's a free show. There's a practice day on the 18th for those with base access and the local school children, which that's a, that's a, field, that's trip. a field trip. What are you going yeah. today? We're not going to go to the zoo. We're going to go to the, go to the, the air, air show, show and watch jet, combat jets flying around. Yeah, this show will also feature the F-35 flight demonstration team, which was one of the ones we saw saw in 2022 at the McDill Air Show. And these jets are so, they're unbelievable. They're extremely maneuverable. And what they can do is just fantastic. Yeah, the technology difference between the, say, the F-18, the F-15, F-16, and you see that the 35s, the difference in the maneuverability and the way they fly and the way they do is just like, wow, that's a whole nother exponentially different aircraft in terms of what they can do with it. And it's just super neat stuff. I, I'm, I just, the talent and the intelligence of someone who can fly that is just Amazing. Yeah. And the hard work that goes into learning to get to that level of skill by a lot of people is something to be admired and appreciated. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We hope we've given you some good ideas about how you can enjoy Florida's aviation museums um, and air shows. In the future, we'll be doing a similar uh, episode on Florida's railroad museums. In our next episode, we'll be talking about how you can enjoy Florida seafood. We're going to talk about how to cook it, catch it, shop for it, and eat it. So, it's so Julie, fun. when you come down, you'll have some good information about what to do with the seafood that your son, that your son catches catch in Florida. Details will be in the episode description as always. Check us out on our YouTube channel, Florida Travel Fanatics, and feel free to contact us via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or email us at contact at floridatravelfanatics.com. If you join our private Facebook group, just click and get invite and we'll approve it. You can help get Julian family to help them plan their vacation because uh, their trip starts in a couple days from the time we, we actually record this. Please also join our newsletter mailing list. We put information out on that that we don't put out anywhere else. Or certainly we get quick news about something. We can get that out to you quick for something that's relevant. And all those links will be in the episode notes as usual. Thanks for listening. Sunny days ahead. 